Today we're going to talk about part two on choice, the foundation of life. It could be part three, part four, I don't know. But today we're going to talk about part two. Choice, the foundation of life. So two weeks ago we covered on the first part. Today we cover on the second choice, which is a very, very important choice in life. Alright? Now, I have said it, you have heard me say it in the last message, and I'm going to say it again. Life is a choice. Life is a choice. You actually, you can actually be happy or sad. It's up to you. You can actually be happy or sad, up to you. You can live life to the fullest, or to drift the next 24 hours aimlessly. The choice is still yours. Man faces choice along his way. At every turn, man is confronted with a series of choice. I'm sure during Christmas uh, shopping, you're confronted with many choices. What present to buy, and, and what wrapper, paper to get, and so on. There are a lot of choices that comes along your way. Am I right to say? Amazingly, every day, you're faced with many choices. Daily, you're confronted with many choices. Let's take the lunch hour for an illustration. Alright? Lunch hour. The first choice that you come to your mind is this. Where do I go for makan? To the hawker center, which is cheaper, or to the restaurant, which is more comfortable. Let's say we decided to go to uh, a coffee house for a set lunch. Alright? So when you arrive at the coffee house, you are faced with a choice. Chicken cutlet or beef steak. Sometimes a choice of soup. Oxtail soup or mushroom soup. Alright? And when you hand over the menu back to the waiter, the waiter standing still will ask you a question. Salad or potato? If you say salad, you say plain or with salad dressing. Potato, wheat or french fries? Then after you say that comment over, you thought you can relax and sit back, you know, and relax and wait for your meal. The waiter didn't go away. Stand by your side and ask you another question. You say, you know what he asks you? He says, how do you want your steak done? Now in my early days, uh, in my early days, uh, this seems to be a very silly question. Couldn't you decide for yourself? When I eat Lassi Loma, they don't ask me how I want my fish done. Boy, steam or fry. And a waiter will ask you, Sir, would you prefer rare, medium rare or well done? Rare. I couldn't understand that word. Rare seems quite exciting. Rare will do. So he goes. And he come back. You know what he come back with? Real rare. That's not cook. Sir, you prefer rare. It's full of blood. I want to redo it again. What's the choice? Medium rare. That word rare is there again. Well done. Wow, sounds nice. Quite safe. Well done will do. And he goes away. And he comes back to you. That dish. Black and hot like charcoal. That's overcooked. But sir, 
I cannot go back to rare or medium rare. You have to get, you have to take this. Choice we face in life. And you are sophisticated, you say, well, I prefer medium rare to well done, lean slightly more towards well done. After you finish, you have the dessert. Ice cream or fruit? Coffee or tea? I'm glad the waiter didn't ask me. Chinese tea or the tea with the mmm? We are faced with choice. It's very important we make choice, even at lunch hour, so that you can enjoy your meal. Amen? Constructively, to affect your body, you have to choose the right kind of meal. You eat right, you think right, you function correctly. So life is a choice, whether you like it or not. Alright? Now, the sum total of all our choices will finally determine whether you are a happy person or a sorrowful person, a constructive person or a destructive person, a fruitful person or a wasteful person, a fulfilled person or an incomplete person. The choice is left to you. Every day you are faced with numerous choices. Alright? So that's, that's what we are talking about here. A very practical subject about choices in life. The right choice will lead you on the right path to a right destiny, to a right kind of fulfillment for your life. Choice is very important. Right? So we talk about lunch hour. Alright? So there's choice. So, last, last semester we talked about choices. We talked about Deuteronomy chapter 30. Do you still remember? Deuteronomy the 30th chapter. Shall we turn to that, that book again and refer to it again for our text? Deuteronomy, the 30th chapter. Verse 15 onwards. See, I have set before thee this day life and good and death and evil, in that I command thee this day to love the Lord thy God, to walk in His ways, and to keep His commandments and His statutes and His commandments, judgment, that thou mayest live and multiply, and the Lord thy God shall bless thee in the land whither thou goest to possess it. But if thy heart turns away, so that thou wilt not hear, but thou shalt be drawn away and worship other gods and serve them, I denounce unto you this day that you shall surely perish, that you shall not prolong your days upon the land whither thou passest over Jordan to go to possess it. Verse 19, I call heaven and earth to record this day against thee, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life, that thou and thy seed may live, that thou mayest love the Lord thy God, that thou may obey His voice, and that thou may cleave unto Him. That's a prophecy again. If you choose life, you were able to cleave to the Lord. You were able to seek the Lord your God. Alright? Cleave unto the Lord, for He is thy life, and the length of thy days, and thou mayest dwell in the land which the Lord swear unto the fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, and to give them. This was the last National Day speech by a Prime Minister of Israel. The PM of Israel is Moses. There was the last National Day speech, if you will. And it's the most important message 
ever given by a man that lived almost for 120 years. A man full of wisdom. Alright? A very important message. This was one of the last farewell message. And two million people gathered at one spot, standing still in silence, straining their ears to hear every word that this Prime Minister is saying unto them. And on this mount, or you should say the pulpit, stands a lonely white-haired figure with mixed countenance upon his face, mixed emotions upon his face, with a wishful look, occasionally when he talked to his people, he cast a glance to the other side, which is Canaan. They could almost feel his desire, the desire of his heart, that's pulled like a magnet to the land that fills with milk and honey. Because God would not allow him to go and possess the land. And this was probably the last time they ever see him again. And in this environment, in this setting, Moses released one of the most important foundational choices in life. Why foundational choices is so important? Foundational choices is a basic guide for daily living. It is a guide, it's a basis for correct and consistent decision-making process. It is also form a corrective adjustment if you are out of bearing. So once you, you know, for example... Just like, for example, taking, taking a map, knowing direction. Once you know the main road, even you sidetrack to the side road, you won't feel so lost because if you know the main road, you can still come back to the main road again. So likewise, foundational choices is very important as a yardstick to know the direction for your life. So it's very important. And in this setting, Moses released that foundational choices. The entire Bible, from Genesis to Revelation is actually summed up in this foundational truth. That's why it's so important. And Moses was able to lock it up, the powerful truth and meaning, lock it up simply in two words. He said, Choose life. Choose life. Choose to live. Don't choose to die. Simply that. Don't just exist don't just live on a mere human level. Because there are two kinds of life on this earth. There is the natural, physical, biological life. And there is also the Zoe, God's kind of life. God wants you to live the quality, the kind of life that flows from the heart of God. The God's kind of living. That means to say, with a kingdom mentality in mind. Are you pursuing the interests of your own little kingdom? Or are you pursuing after the kingdom of God? That is God's kind of life. When you live, there is hope. The most pathetic cry that you ever hear are those that cry out, say, I want to live. Have you seen those in prison? Those are sentenced to death. On their last dying breath, they uttered it and say, Oh, I want to live. But they were not given a chance. Daily, you choose to live. Not as any other creature, but as the highest creation that God has ever created on this earth. The, living the highest form of life. Living a life full of purpose that God has placed a destiny within your soul. That should be the kind of life that you choose to live. The day you choose not to live is the day life goes downhill. 
Why? You go to hospital, you see patients. When they, choose, they don't choose life, their condition deteriorates and soon they will pass away. The moment you lose your will to live, let me tell you, things will fall apart, bottoms will fall off, and soon life will erode away and erode the basic meaning to life. So choose life is the simplest basic choice in life. And God wants you to choose the kind of life that He's provided for you and me to live. Choose life. It's so important. Choosing life is so important. Alright? And there are two kinds of life. So how do you how are you living today? How are you living today? Are you drifting, living life mindlessly? Or are you laying hold of life, saying that every moment is precious? Moving along life as God has ordained it. How are you living your life today? Are you living with God in your heart? Or are you living your own little kingdom? What kind of life? When you say you choose life, you are choosing God. I mentioned in the last message. When you choose life, you are choosing God. So when you say, I choose life, it means you choose God's kind of life for my life. That is living. Living for no other person but Jesus. That is the meaning of choosing life. So today, are you choosing life? Are you living for Jesus? That is the question that Moses presents to the people. Do you love the Lord with all your heart that you cleave to Him, that you will not withdraw and go and serve other gods? That was the basic issue that Moses presented to the people. Choosing life means flee from idolatry and cleave unto God. For He is thy life and the length of thy days. That is the meaning of choose life. So have you chosen life today? Have you seek after life? For Jesus is the altar of life. That is the meaning of that basic choice. Choose life. Alright? Let's take a look at example like in the life of Adam. Last message I talked about Adam, remember? Now in the Garden of Eden, alright, choice is symbolized by two trees. Just to repeat, there are two trees in the garden. The tree of life and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. So God says, I've given you all the trees in the garden, but that tree, the tree of knowledge of good and evil, you don't touch. So there's a choice involved. Alright? What you are is because of the product of all your choices. What Adam is, is because of his choice. Adam fall is because of his choice. What Adam is right now is because of his choice. What you are right now is because of your choice. You are a Christian because of your choosing. You chose Jesus and that's why you are a Christian. Choosing is very powerful. It molds your destiny. Alright? So in the Garden of Eden, they call it the Oasis Paradise. Do you know where it's situated? Eden? Eden is actually situated in the Euphrates River, east of Jerusalem. Right in the center of the city of Babylon. That's where the Garden of Eden is. Alright? And in that garden, God planted all kinds of beautiful trees. Very beautiful trees. Alright? And do you know something? All these trees are nourished by the light of God's presence. Because the sun was not yet created. Do you know that the trees start to grow without the sun? You look at Genesis chapter 1, you go back and study it, and you find that God presents the light. God was their light. Later, two verses later, then God created the sun. So everything was provided by God. Alright? And God presented this tree to the people and said, the tree of life represents what? 
the spiritual Zoe kinds of life. The tree of knowledge of good and evil represents the soulish life. Are you living by soul or are you living by the spirit? That is the choice that God placed in the garden, which we're going to talk later. Are you pursuing life of the spirit or are you pursuing life that's of the product of the mind? That was the choice that God was giving them. And so this Satan comes in to tempt Adam and Eve. He comes like a serpent. He came and possessed the body of a serpent. Do you remember in Genesis chapter 2? And possessed a serpent. And God told Adam and Eve, God knows in advance what Satan wants to do. God knows his plan. And God told Adam, Adam, you listen very carefully. In Genesis chapter 2 verse 15, I'm giving you a command right now. He says, you've got to dress it and you've got to keep it. The word keep is shama. It means to guard, to put a hedge and to protect the garden. God gave authority to Adam, dominion to protect the garden. God knows that Satan will come in. God knows in advance that Satan is coming in. And he gave the order to Adam. He said, Adam, guard the garden. And do you know what happened? He says, I'm going to give you dominion. Genesis chapter 1 verse 26. Dominion over all the fishes and the fowls of the air and over every creeping thing. Serpent is a creeping thing. And Satan came in as a creeping thing, which is far below the dominion of Adam. And yet, Adam failed to exercise that choice. Choose to obey God and have dominion over the creeping thing. He let Satan come in. That was the first mistake that he did. The second choice that he made, the wrong choice, was this. Adam and Eve did not say no to the temptation of the serpent. You see, in order to choose life, listen very carefully, in order to choose life, you have to choose yes to certain things and also choose no to certain other things. That is the basic guidelines for choosing life. And so, Adam and Eve failed to exercise the divine choice called no to satanic temptation. And because he didn't release that no, what happened? It was fatal to his destiny. And there he fall. But by the grace of God, God wants to redeem him. You see, choice are very important. It can mold your final destiny. And that day, Adam and Eve failed to utilize that choice. Say, no devil, I will not listen to you. He didn't do that. Alright, in order to choose life, you have to do this. For example, man is grasp, grasping for breath every day. Without breath, you are mutty straight away. Right now. But yet, they are smoking. They are smoking. His no is not a no. His no is not a no. Because why? Unless he can say no to those poisonous cigarettes or sticks, his life is filled up with a deadly poison. He cannot live the kind of life that God wants him to live. Unless he can say no and say yes to God. You see, there are certain things, unless you can say no to the flesh and to the sin, you cannot say yes to God. And you cannot welcome life. It's simply as this. It's either one way or the other. You cannot have neutrality. And that day, Adam failed to say that word, no. And no is very powerful. Mind you, again, I say, that word, no, N-O, is a powerful word. You know why? Because no means no. No means stop cannot enter my life. It cannot affect me anymore. No is an anointed word. No means no. It's very confrontative. You tell the evil, no, you stop the evil. 
no neutrality, no Geneva conference, no Moda King. No means no. Alright? And we have to say certain things to no. Alright? For example, if you don't say no and allow the poison of sin to plague your life, you know what happens? You will receive the poison of hatred, the poison of envy, the poison of jealousy, the poison of unforgiveness, the poison of fear, the poison of unbelief. And Jesus came to bore and absorb the poisons of your sin. And you have to say no to sin. Affirm no. If you don't say affirm no to sin, you know what happened? You lose life. That's what happened to Eve. Eve said, the serpent said, eat lah. No lah. And she was giving a weak no. At the same time saying no, she was looking at that fruit. That was a weak no. No power. And therefore, she lose life. When sin comes your way, you will say, no lah. And you still look at it. You're going to lose life. You have to say no with a firm answer. Alright? There are many uh, systems in our body. Alright? For example, there's a nervous system. There's a digestive system. There's a respiratory system. There's a secondary system. But the most important system is the system that handles the poison in your life. Handle the germs. It's called the immunity system. That's why the disease aids it's so powerful. It's so deadly. Because it destroys the immunity system. Once the immunity system in your body is destroyed, you know what happens? Life will slowly erode and collapse. And when you say no, affirm no to sin, you know what happens? That is your spiritual immunity system. You've got to say no to sin. You don't say no to sin, you cannot welcome life. You can never say yes to God. But the choice is yours. It's up to you to say no. And that day, Adam made a mistake. So we, as a believers, as an overcoming Christ, we should not follow the footsteps of Adam. We should say no to sin and yes to God. I repeat again. We should say no to sin and we should say yes to God. Always yes to God, but no to sin. That is your choice. You have to do it. Alright? Hallelujah. Do you know that if you don't say no to sin, do you know what happens? You lose everything. You lose your life. You lose your, the blessing of God. You lose the very presence of God. You lose everything in life. Alright? And when you say no, you are putting a stop to the floodgates of the curses. A closure to close off all the curses that longs to come into your life. You say, well, I don't want to choose. I don't want to listen to your message. I don't want to choose life. I don't want to choose. I just want to sit down. Do you know that because of this fallen state, because of the curse upon this earth, the world is going downhill. If you don't choose life, you're actually choosing death. Simply as that. If you don't choose life, you're actually choosing death. Because the world is going downwards. The world is not progressing. The world is regressing. Right? Because of the curse. So you have to choose life. Now, if you choose life, you know what happened? You choose the blessing of God. You choose the blessing of God. Do you remember to a Hebrew mind, if you are an Israelite, to a Hebrew mind, blessing is of utmost importance. Do you know that? Blessing is so important to a Hebrew mind. That is why Jacob, Jacob, 
knows that the blessing of the eldest son received, the birthright of the eldest son received double portion, double blessing. So he longed after it. Though he's a deceiver, he deceived Esau. Do you know what happened? At the end of his life, he is a better man than Esau. Because Esau do not hunger after the blessing of God. Esau do not long after life. But Jacob did. And at the end, Jacob is a better man. Because why? God chose to call himself the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Long after blessing, flee away from the curses. There's a lot come upon your life. Very important. Alright? For example, you must say no. If you don't say no, life will not come. Give you an example. In the Old Testament, you have Adam. Then you have, in the book of Judges, you have Eli, the high priest, and Samuel. Eli and Samuel did not say no in one area of their life. And they lose life. You know what area? They didn't say no to the sins of their sons' conduct. And because they didn't say no to what their sons are doing, there was no continuity in the priesthood. Samson did not say no to the pagans' womanhood. Did not say no to Eli, Eli, Delilah. You know what happened? He fall. But, praise God, we have a good example in the Bible. We have Joseph. Joseph said no to the temptation of the woman and said yes to God. And you know what happened? He was promoted to be the highest person in the land of Egypt. He chose life and he chose blessing and God promoted him. Look at the New Testament. Look at the life of Judas. He was ordained to be one of the twelve apostles. And Luke chapter 22 verse 3 says what? Because of greed comes into his heart. He don't learn to choose no to greed and yes to God. Do you know what happened? That greed finally led him to commit suicide. And he died a miserable death. If he were to have choose yes to God and no to sin, do you know what happened? In heaven, he will receive a much greater reward. He lose that. In 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 10, there was one man by the name of Demas. Demas was a man that followed closely after Paul. Now, Paul was a man chosen by God to shake the Gentile world. The one that wrote two-thirds of the Bible. The one that has great signs and wonders upon this earth. And yet, because of the love of the things of this world, he forsake Paul. Because he did not Learn to stick to a firm no to sin and yes to God. Tonight, if you want life, you have to say yes to God and no to sin. If you say yes to God and didn't say a no to sin, you have a weak yes to God. You need to say yes to God and no to sin or else you are losing life. Basically, simply as that. Now, when you are an unbeliever, before you accepted Jesus Christ, you are unprotected by the blood of Jesus. And sometimes, many people spoke certain things into your life. A destructive criticism, unkind and harsh words into your life. You say, how I wish, that's for example, how I wish you could be like your brother or your sister. And you receive that into your spirit. It will cause two reactions. Either you become inferior, a negative, defeated attitude within your spirit, or you become very rebellious and you want to fight back. Because you receive those unkind words. Those unkind words are cursed upon your life. Do you remember Mark chapter 11? Jesus told the fig tree, You shall not bear fruits. Just words. And Jesus put a curse on the tree. And the tree didn't bear fruit. Now Jesus put a curse on the tree to illustrate an example. 
Alright? Just to illustrate an example, not just for the sake of, of putting a curse. Alright? So, when you receive a word into your life, somebody spoke. You know why I say that? Because God's going to minister in this area right now. Some of you receive words, unkind words, destructive words into your spirit before you become a Christian. Or even when you're a Christian, you're not protected fully by the blood. And you receive that words, and that changes your whole personality. You become a very inferior person. You become a very rebellious person to fight back. Alright? And God says, unless that curse is been broken, blessing cannot come. What is blessing? Blessing is simply this. Somebody always attracting good upon himself. You always see good things always happen to that person. That is blessing. If you always have a lot of oppression, or you feel life is miserable, you feel life is down, and always bad things happen in your life, it could be a curse. Alright? Unless that curse has been broken in your life, blessing cannot come. You have to break the curse that is upon your life. And then blessing can come. Today, you have a choice. You can either live under the flood of God's blessing or under the shadow of curses. It's up to you. Alright? If you want to live in the blessing of God, you have to stop the curses of your life. For example, all the curses is idolatry. If you don't flee away from idolatry, you long after other things and serve other gods, you are under a curse. You draw away from God and you serve other gods and you don't serve God Himself. You are under a curse. And God wants to break that curse. Because why? Why, why you must you break that curse? If, if let's say I, the, great, uh, the curse on grace life was not broken, you know what happened? When God's blessing come upon a life, slowly it disappeared. It was quenched. And instead of uh, one whole pie, he only received one quarter of a pie of blessing because of the curse. Once the curse has been broken, the floodgates of God's blessing will pour tremendously upon a life. So that you will no longer feel that you are a person that's living, don't live that kind of abundant life. God wants to give that kind of life to you. Alright? And God wants to break that curse right now. Whoever you are, whatever curse that you receive, you know that you have received, you know it has affected your spirit man, affected your character, affected your personality, it's time to break that curse. And let God's blessing come upon your life. Alright? Today, choose life. That's the second principle. Last two weeks we talked about choose Jesus. Have a simple faith. Today, God says, choose life. That means yes to God and no to sin. Simply as that. If you can do it, you are on the right track to life. And life will not seem to be so complicated anymore. Life will be easy. Simple to be understood. Hallelujah. Let's close our eyes right now.